group of young scientists accidentally create a time machine. A group of terrorists take over the time machine to go back in time to kill Jesus and stop Christianity. Assassin 33 AD. Rated R. What's up, skeptics, doubters, and non-believers? It's Kevin Crow. Welcome back to Jesus Unfollower, the podcast. Hope y'all are doing great. Been trying to upload two podcasts a week, and it just hasn't been working out. AKA, I've been lazy, so that's not good. I'm going to try to get back to the two-a-week thing, but right now I'm just doing one. The world is really fucking weird right now. I'm not sure that it's ever really going to go back to normal. It's going to be like a certain percentage of normal. I feel like once we actually get back to where it's not a a daily concern where everybody's talking or thinking about coronavirus, it'll probably never actually go back to where it's quote-unquote normal again. But I've been doing all right. Still no job, but that's okay. I'll find the right opportunity eventually. Right now, actually, I'm just kind of enjoying being at home with my dog and trying not to stress out about things too much. Just making memes and stupid shit like that. Watching silly movies like Assassin 33 AD. Oh my God, this movie. I've watched it twice now. The first time just for enjoyment. And the second time I took notes because I wanted to do this podcast episode about it. It's really... uh. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's pretty bad. There are some really stupid parts, really confusing parts, and just fucking laughable parts, but it's actually it's a little better than I thought it was going to be. So let's dive into it. It's like the most cliche way possible to start an episode. Let's dive into it. I think I listen to too many podcasts, so I'm just a copycat. I'm just a fucking copycat. But let's dive in. So the movie starts off with this family of four driving down the road. A father, his wife, two daughters, the all-American family. The dialogue is crazy robotic. But the, the guy, the dad, who looks like Bradley Cooper a little bit, his name is Brant. His last name is Brant, anyway, in the movie. But they're driving down the road. He used to be some sort of special forces in the military, but now he like does security for a lab and he just feels like it's pointless work. But he and his wife are having a conversation and she's like, I just really feel like God is going to do something special in your life. And then she says something in a, the worst British accent that, that I've ever heard. Her character is not British, but I guess that's like the couple's little thing. So she says something, all right then, hubby. And he's like, that British accent. Like he's just so fucking turned on. That British accent. And then they get hit by a semi-truck. And the whole family dies except Bradley Cooper. That's the end of that scene. And then you, we meet the other members of this story. They're at a in a classroom taking this big exam. It's this nerd who kind of looks like 
uh, a skinny Jake Gyllenhaal a little bit. And he gets done with the test and he bumps into this smoke show girl. And she ends up asking him out. Like he runs into her and he's all nerdy and she's disgusted by him. By the way, her name is Amy Lee. Like the singer from Evanescence, Amy Lee. But he like bumps into her twice. And she ends up asking him out. It's weird because she it doesn't seem like there's any attraction there whatsoever. So he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And she comes over to his house. He still lives with his parents. And he lives in the basement. So they go down to the basement. And she makes some weird sex joke because he says his parents aren't home. And he, she's like, okay, are you ready to go out to eat? Let's go on our date. And he's like, why don't, I thought we would just stay here and eat. He's weird, weirdly got this dinner already prepared in the fridge. And he just like pulls out these steaks. Like, how do you like your steak? And so then they have a, their dinner down there in the basement. And then they start to hit it off. And she's like shaming him for his dorky clothes. She shows him how to walk. Teaches him how to kiss and all this weird stuff. So then it cuts back to the accident dad, Brant, a.k.a. fake Bradley Cooper. And he's in his apartment and he's like the cliche movie, I just lost my family, now I'm going to get drunk guy. So he's like throwing beer bottles up against the wall and he's like talking to God. I just want my family back. It reminds me of Harrison Ford in Air Force One. Give me back my family. So I got a little chuckle out of that. And then all of a sudden he pulls a pistol out from underneath a couch cushion. Thinks about killing himself. And he's like, I am not a coward. And then he throws the gun across the room too. I think it would have been hilarious if they just would have made the character just throw everything across the room. Like he throws the beer bottle. He throws the gun. I wish he would have just... He was at one point he was like holding his daughter's stuffed animal. I would have fucking lost it if he would have thrown that across the room and just started throwing everything. But they didn't go that route. It would have been funny. He gets mad at God. I am not your guy anymore. Do you hear me? I am not your guy anymore. Then we flash forward to fake Gyllenhaal and his new girlfriend. A few months down the road, they you know, have both passed their test. Now they're working in this lab for this refugee guy named Ahmed. And they have, it's uh, fake Gyllenhaal and his girlfriend. And then there's a black guy named Simon. And then there's another, a token Mexican who is basically just a ripoff of Fez from that 70s show. He's like, look, it's me, Fez. I'm in the paper right here. And so that's the foursome in the lab group. And they're all working for this guy, Ahmed, who's like a billionaire. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to build this matter transfer machine where they can move something from one platform to another. And she starts, uh, his girl starts saying something about God. And then he makes a joke, like kind of making fun of her for believing in God. And he's like, oh, that's right. Just believe, because I believe in science, that doesn't give me the right to make fun of your beliefs. So, of course, they have to take a jab. Like, like people have to believe in science. Like, it's a comparable belief. Like, you either believe in science or God. 
Just because I believe in science doesn't give me the right to make fun of your beliefs. Just a little slight to us atheists there. And she says, God works, she literally replies with, God works in mysterious ways. Classic line. So anyways, they're they're running this. They have this AI called Einstein that, that they run all their tests in the lab. And he's like, Einstein, start the test. Initiating sequence. And then the lab blows up. So they're like, oh shit, we're in trouble. And the, Ahmed, the guy, the billionaire guy that they're working for, comes in there. And he's like, what did you do to my lab? And then he realizes that they actually, it actually worked. They, he shows them back the footage and then you can see that the, the chair moves to the other platform for like a split second. All right, Bradley Cooper comes back to work. He's actually working for Ahmed after only two weeks of being off, like two weeks after he lost his family. So he come, comes back and he's talking about his anger at God. And then Ahmed talks, he says that he can relate. He talks about losing his parents because they, he says that they were killed by extremists, like Muslim extremists, because they were Christians. And so, they're yeah, they're both angry at God. So flash forward three weeks to the new lab. Fake Gyllenhaal and his girlfriend are in there, and she's like, I know what's got you stressed, baby. She's waiting on the porn music to kick in. They go to the back of the lab and start making out. And they, it's just so, so stupid the way that they do all this stuff. And there's like a beep when they're at the back of the machine. He's like, wait a minute, there's an outside signal. He plugs in this auxiliary cord, and all of a sudden it pops up this video of their boss, Ahmed, talking to this extreme terrorist group. And so they discover that he has plans to, like, blow shit up. So then they're, they all decide, all right, let's go to lunch, because uh, fake Gyllenhaal, his name is Ram. I'm going to keep calling him a combination of Ram, the kid, fake Gyllenhaal. He uh he realizes that he can probably get this machine to work. So he's like, yeah, let's all just go to lunch. I'm going to hang back for a minute. And what he does is he realizes that he's able to make it work. And he's like, wait a minute, a time machine? Somehow he, he discovers that since there's like a delay in the matter transfer that he can create this time machine, all the Ahmed's guys rush in there and they take him hot, like take him away. The group doesn't know what happened. So he gets abduct abducted. And then uh, I met, they take him back. They take fake John Hall back to his office. And he's like, I want to go back in time and kill the men who killed my parents. And then it gets kind of weird because he's like, if you knew that you could go back in time and kill Hitler, would you not want to do that? And fake John Hall says, think about a world without Hitler. Who's to say the next guy wouldn't be worse? So yeah, they make... He makes Hitler sound like he was, might not have been that bad, and he could have had a worse successor. Why go back in time and kill Hitler? There could have been a super Hitler afterward. And then he says something about Allah. Like, why didn't Allah just stop Hitler to begin with? And Ahmed gets angry. Don't you talk that way about Allah. I guess pissed off, and so then they put, put the kid in isolation. And he's like, you need to create a time machine so I can go back and kill those people who killed my parents. And he won't comply. And uh, so Ahmed resorts to other tactics. He brings in 
Ram's parents. And he's like, I'm going to kill them. If you do not talk. And he's crying like, no, please don't kill the parents. And he shoots his dad in the back of the head. And he's like, now, are you going to answer me or am I going to have to kill your mother too? And he still doesn't answer him, so they put a cap in the back of his mom's head. He cries for like a couple minutes and then gets over it a lot faster than a normal person would. And then they're finally like, okay, well, we're going to torture your girlfriend. And he's like, no, okay, okay, I'll do it. I don't know if I can make it work, but I'll do it. And he's like, you have three days. So they give him three days to figure out how to build a goddamn time machine. Because what happened is he moved this little pencil eraser from one platform to another. So automatically they're like, oh, yeah, he can create a full-blown time machine that sends people back to whenever wherever so the kid magically comes up with these like gps tracker bracelets that enables them to go back in time without their molecules exploding all over the place somehow he just whips that together within a three-day period and then uh, ahmed reveals his true plan to go back in time and actually assassinate jesus because the disciples created the whole resurrection myth he's like jesus was just a prophet And then after he died, they created this myth and Christianity was born. It was never supposed to be like this. Jesus would like that. So basically he says that Jesus would be cool with his plan of them going back and assassinating him because he was never supposed to be this savior. Anyways, so the other squad, the rest of the squad, the kids' friends, they come and rescue him. I They see him on one of the security cams, so they come and rescue him from where he was tied up with no security guards. And he tells them about the true plan cuz they think they think that he just got that he made some kind of breakthrough. Um I skipped that part, but um when they all leave to go to lunch and come and come back, Ahmed cuts them off and he's like, "Fake Gyllenhaal made this breakthrough and it's top secret, so we need to keep you guys separate." So they th- they th- don't think that there's anything really going wrong. They think that he's made some sort of breakthrough, but then they see on the security cam that he's tied up. They go save him, and they realize the true plan, because he tells them Ahmed wants to go back and kill Jesus. He's like, yeah, they killed my parents. And literally zero zero of them say anything about his parents. He's like, Ahmed, I created a time machine, and, and Ahmed wants me to go back and kill Jesus. He shot my parents in the back of the goddamn head right in front of me. He doesn't say goddamn, but. And then they're like, a time machine? <laughs> That's the only fucking thing they care about is the time machine. They don't show any sympathy or empathy whatsoever. That his parents just got capped. They're like, we got to stop him. So here goes the first, the first round of time travel. Ahmed and his dudes, the terrorist, terrorist team six, they go back in time with their plan to kill Jesus. So they get there and they see him. See, this is crazy. The, the kid moves a pencil eraser six feet across the, uh, to another platform, and all of a sudden everybody knows how to go back in time to the exact time and place where Jesus was. I get it. It's a fucking movie, but still, it's stupid. So they go back. They appear magically in the time and place where Jesus is, and they mow down all the disciples with machine guns. Everybody dies. 
Jesus gets capped too. And then uh, fake Bradley Cooper comes over there. And he's like, if you're really the son of God, you'll stop these bullets. And he's like, unless it is my plan to die. And then he executes Jesus. He, he Jesus is laying there, and Bra- fake Bradley Cooper puts two bull- two more bullets in his chest, and that's pretty uh, intense. And they're like, and he says, "Uh, this is for taking my family," <laughs> which is a hilarious line. And then they're like, "Bag him," <laughs> and they they put Jesus in a body bag and they bring him back to the present time. And he's like, "Wait a minute." He spoke English to me. So then it hits him, fake Bradley Cooper, that Jesus spoke English back in the year 33. And he's like, then he turns, he looks up at the sky to God and he's like, now you know how I feel. Like revenge, I just killed your son, bitch. The kid's like, okay, we got to go back in time and stop this terrorist from, from killing Jesus. So they, him and his friends all hop in there and go back in time. He starts talking to them about the continuum and that if they change th- things then it's going to like change in the future, but it'll take time to do it. And so they get there, they see that, that the terrorist team six has killed Jesus and they're like, okay, now we got to go back to the present time and stop Ahmed. So they go back to the present, but then they realize that it was actually an hour earlier because wait a minute, daylight savings, that was tonight. So they get back to the quote-unquote present, but it's actually an hour earlier. She goes into the control. She's she, like sign languages to her past present self. Oh my God, this is hard to even explain. So that they get back in the present, but it's an hour before anybody ever time traveled. She and J- fake Gyllenhaal both get shot there, but the other them's that are still there are are. There, so she sign languages to herself in the control room before she gets shot that they have to go save Ram and go back in time. So it's like a real mind fuck. They travel, they both get capped. So then the other thems go back in time again. They're like, okay, he's like, all right, we got to go back 10 minutes before they kill Jesus. So they go back to 10 minutes before terrorist team six kills Jesus. So then Fez and Simon... The other two of the team are like, then they go back to the present time. Like they try to stagger it out so so one of the two teams could save the world, basically. And Fez gets goes into the, the present and he gets captured. And then the terrorist is like, see, this is what the world would have been like without Jesus. It like starts looking all nice around him. Everything changes. He's like, we did it. But then it like turns into this post-apocalyptic looking wasteland. So I'm going to skip over some of this time shit because it's really confusing and hard to explain. But the, everybody's going back and forth in time. But the biggest takeaway for me is that nobody is freaking out about time travel. Like nobody's freaking out about the ability to travel through time. Like I would have been like, holy shit, we just traveled back 2,000 fucking years. But they're just like, all right, then. I guess I'm gonna go back in time. Oh, I'm gonna go back to the back to the future. I'm gonna go back in time again, and then I'm just like traveling back and forth, and nobody is is freaking the fuck out. I would be like, oh my god, and they're just like sitting there talking like it's normal. So uh, Simon dies in the past, and Fez dies in the past, 
and the girl gets shot, then Simon, the Simon that didn't die in the past, like war, he actually warps to where Jesus is. Jesus is in the wilderness praying, and Simon pops up there next to him. And uh, see, there are actually a couple funny parts in this movie because he starts talking to Jesus. He's like, man, I saw your movie. Talking about Passion of the Christ. And uh, Jesus is like, if you really did see my movie, then you'll then you know I'll be back. It's like a Terminator thing. And he's like, that's not even your movie, man. So that was actually kind of funny. So Bradley Cooper and his little sidekick are still in the past and they're still planning the attack to carry out the attack to assassinate Jesus. But what they do, Sabir is the name of his sidekick. For some reason, Sabir goes and steals a tomato from the market. And of course, none of them speak Aramic. And uh, so then they get arrested. Those two get arrested and they take their gun and they take their, their little time warp, time travel bracelets. And Simon, he goes and helps Jesus carry the cross. He's like, man, you gotta, you gotta, don't go, don't go back, Jesus. They're going to crucify you, man. And Jesus is like, it's always been the plan. And so he goes and, and carries, uh, carries the cross and he's like falling down. And then Simon goes and helps him carry the cross. So it's kind of funny because it's, goes back to the actual Bible story of Simon helping Jesus carry the cross. So they're like actually fulfilling shit that happens in the Bible. So they, they crucify Jesus. He's nailed up on the cross. And all of a sudden we see that uh, Bradley Cooper and his associate are the, the two guys on the cross next to Jesus from the Bible, the thieves on the cross. Brant's like, Bradley Cooper's like, forgive me, remember me. And Jesus turns to him and he's like, you will be with me in paradise. So it turns out that the thief that dies on the cross in the Bible, the one that Jesus says will be in heaven with him or paradise with him, is actually this white guy 2,000 years from the future. Clever twist. So the terrorist I met, he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll travel back to the tomb where Jesus is. And then when they try to come and steal the body to create the Christian myth, I will shoot them. So he's hot. he he warps into the uh, tomb. He's got these glow, he throws down these glow sticks, to, to, so he can see in there. And he's waiting on the people to come back to steal Jesus's body. He's gonna put a cap in their ass. And all of a sudden, Jesus, like it's it's resurrection time. So there's like this big, the the tomb blows open. Jesus lights up and dis- his body disappears. But right before that, right as it's happening, Ahmed, the terrorist, uh, time travels back out of there so he doesn't get destroyed or shot or whatever because he's like wondering what's happening. Ram and Simon run into the tomb and they're like, Ram is still in denial about Jesus. He's like, maybe he time traveled. And then Simon's like, man, you're in such denial. You know that nobody would have stolen the body and then neatly folded up the linens. And that shit made me laugh. Simon's like, man, ain't nobody steal the body because look, the linens are folded up. So the, And the women come in the, into the tomb to see if Jesus was still in there. And the two, the two guys are in there. And they're like, oh shit, we're going we're gonna to screw up history. And they grab the glow sticks off the ground and wave them around and say, he is risen. So that part was actually kind of funny too. It, it starts to turn into a halfway decent movie toward the end. Just some some cool concepts and 
and little funny lines like that. And then Jesus appears outside the tomb to uh, Ram's girlfriend who was shot earlier. And uh, then she actually dies. And the ladies who went into the tomb to find Jesus were actually the ones who found the time travel bracelet, picked up the time travel bracelets from the two thieves earlier. So it all works out. They return the bracelets to Ram and Simon. And then they're they're like, okay, so we're going to go back into the future. He's got to run this program that he calls like the mom and dad program. So they're going to go back to the point right before his parents get shot and save them. Then the kid utters another phrase that's taken a shot at atheists. He's like, I'm so mad at God. But how could I be mad at something that doesn't exist? So anyway, Simon gets shot, um, but he kills the computer system. So the, the guy's running there, fake Gyllenhaal, goes back to right before his parents are about to get killed. And the guys come after him. Part of the terrorist team six comes after him, but they're not wearing their little bracelets. So they dissolve into thin air like Thanos snapped his fingers. So he goes in there, he saves his parents, and then he's chasing, he chases the Ahmed, the main terrorist dude. He chases him back to his office. He gets there and, and he, uh, he forgives Bradley Cooper because Bradley Cooper's the guy who shot his girlfriend uh, in the past. He forgives him. And then the kid's parents run in there and Ahmed hops out from behind a desk and shoots his dad in the kneecap again. This kid's poor dad, man. He already got shot in the fucking back of the head in one continuum. And then in this continuum, he gets shot in the kneecap. But I guess he never really got shot in the back of the head if his son came back and saved him from that. But I don't know. The whole multiple timelines thing gets crazy. It feels like I'm watching the last season of Lost. At some point, like, where are we? Which timeline are we in? We have to go back. Like, what is happening? And then it's like the weirdest part of the movie. The kid hears a voice. And it's of some woman talking to him. And he's like, she wants me to deliver a message. Be a hero. And I guess that clicks with Bradley Cooper, who, who's like, that's something that his wife used to say to him. At at one point, in the, I guess in the beginning of the movie, she says, tells him to be a hero or something. And so it clicks with him. He thinks that, that maybe that's my wife that's talking to the kid. And so he shoots the terrorist dude. And the terrorist guy shoots him back, shoots him in the spine and like paralyzes him. And then fake Gyllenhaal grabs this dagger and stabs stabs Ahmed with it and, and kills him. And And Bradley Cooper's like, was that my wife that spoke to you? That you heard? And fake Gyllenhaal's confused. He's like, what? He's like, Is that, was that my wife whose voice you heard? And he's like, I don't know, a British accent? And he's like, that's her. He starts crying. <laughs> Man, that part, I fucking laughed out loud. Because that stupid fucking British accent. British accent. That British accent. Mm. So then that fake Gyllenhaal 
dissolves because his time is up in the continuum. And the one that was tied up watching his parents die comes running into the room. It's all really bizarre. And that's like, you think that's the end of the movie, but then it says three months later and all the the kids, the crew, are at uh, Ram's house. And they decide that what they want to do is go back in time to right before Bradley Cooper's car accident and stop that from ever happening. So in essence, he's going to give up his good life now. So the kid is dating this girl and everything is good, but he feel I guess he feels like he needs to go back and save Bradley Cooper. So he they they come up with a plan for him to go back and be like a, a crossing guard or a road worker there with a stop sign. So he goes back in time, stops them, and then the whole family is saved. And he leaves like a little note on the stop sign that says uh, that Ahmed is a terrorist and to stop him. So what we think happens is that the accident is stopped and Ahmed gets arrested in that in that timeline. So it was just a really bizarre movie. A very I didn't think it was going to be this hard to sort of put into words, but I guess it makes sense when you have time travel and all that shit, uh, multiple timelines, people dying in the past and then but they're not dead in a different continuum and then they go back and certain people dissolve at some point and everybody's getting shot and stabbed and Jesus is, meets all of them and some of the disciples get mowed down, but then they don't. It, it was just pretty crazy. Kind of hard to keep up with. But I thought it was kind of cool how they took some of the stuff that's in the Bible and made it into the thing like Simon carrying the cross and at one point, the main dude, Ram, gets uh, stripped down. And so it's like the verse from Mark about the young man wearing nothing but a linen garment. And so I thought that was kind of cool how they did that. It was entertaining, that's for sure. I wouldn't say it was good. If they Actually, if, if they would have had some like better actors, I think it could have been could have been pretty good. But some of the acting was pretty rough. So there you have it. That's my review of Assassin 33 AD. Probably won't watch it again. I've watched it twice now. I think that's probably going to be it. I'll probably retire it. But I want to start watching more of these movies and talking about them. Even though this one was probably a rough one to start off with because it's kind of hard to explain all the shit that happens. But still fun. If you if you have a few bucks to waste and you have a night where you just want to watch something that's kind of entertaining. I know I've spoiled the whole thing now. But it's pretty. Uh, it's worth watching at least once. I'll say that. Anyway, uh, I got a new, I finished my website, so it'd be cool if you guys would go check that out and sign up for the, for the newsletter so you can get podcast updates and I'll send you some different stuff that I put together and what I'm working on and some cool stuff like that. So it's just jesusunfollower.com. I just finished the new homepage yesterday, so it looks sort of spiffy, I'd say. And until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out.